I'm Basic Becca, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. I knew that she raised all of your won't change. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and I am the only one here today, so I'm flying solo because the rest of the roster are a bunch of bums. You heard me bunch of Rocco bums over here. Anyway, this is the Three Count Podcast now entering the ring, which means one thing, we have a special guest for you. And you have seen this man on Intense Wrestling Alliance. You have seen this man on Limitless Wrestling. You've seen this man at CZW, and you have seen this man on ECWA. He is the man with the hardest fist, and sometimes you just got to stomp a motherfucker out, and that's what this man does. Give it up for the one, the only, Frankie Picard. Hey, how you doing? I am doing excellent. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Man, I'm, I'm hyped about this because, you know, we were just talking about a whole bunch of stuff before we, like, kicked off the interview, man. It, it's just, we almost forgot that there was, a, like, an interview. It was, like, so into, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's, yeah, I... If there's one thing, like, other than, like, wrestling and, like, uh, like wrestling and sports, like, I could talk about, or even video games, like. Yes, I love video games. Like next other one, like, there's only a few that I really watch, like we were saying before, like, I think there's, like, maybe six or seven, like, I'm still broadening my horizons on, like, the anime right. world, but, yeah, anime, especially if we start talking Dragon Ball, like, we can do a whole, I could do a whole episode, just Dragon Ball, and just how much of a, how much of a bad father uh, Goku is. <laughs> Oku was the terrible father. He's the worst. Oh, he's the worst. I mean, as everybody in that in, in that show, man. Like he's he's probably yeah, you know, like more like he has a great moral compass. Like there's he's always like looking like to like he wants to elevate people around him because he wants everybody to be great. But he's like I always want to be like number one. Like right. his morality compass is always up because then. You don't. You do dumb stuff. Like I know our fans are gonna be like, "What? This is a wrestling podcast. Why do you talk anime?" I know, but really quick, he gave a sensu bean to sell and was like, "Hey, fight my son at full power." I'm like, <laughs> "What? I mean, no sense." It, it never makes no. It never makes any sense. You'll think out of all people, you'll think that it, Vegeta will be the worst dad in the world, and and Vegeta is actually a good father for some reason. I'm just yeah. like, I'm, I'm thinking it was like, maybe because Goku never had his bike. I don't know. He was raised in the woods. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I mean, I feel like at this point, like, I'm, I would have much rather than not wish uh, Goku back and probably brought back Raditz. Like, <laughs> even, even, even Raditz. Like said to like Goku was like I'm your brother, you know. And then he was like, Hey, go! I'm I'm Gohan. Come with Uncle Radis, and then takes off. And it's like, <laughs> at least he says that he's you know family. Yeah, he acknowledged him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into this. Right, um, first question I ask every single person, man: Who is Frankie Picard? Oh, man, Frankie Picard has been going through so many changes. Uh, did the God of War, you know, um, the one true saying, and now I'm just, you know, 
instead of just being them, I'm just being myself. Um, I am the king of smokes. Uh, when all the smoke clears, Frankie Picard is still standing. Um, you're oh, five time, I guess five belt champion now. Um, I H2O hybrid t um, champion. I'm um, celebrity boxing American champion. Um, top rope heavyweight champion. Uh, IWA breakthrough champion. And uh, BWO um, heavyweight champion. Okay. And I also saw you as a trifecta champion as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm a trifecta champion. Yeah, see, we all do research around here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do many guys So, what drives you in the business, man? Like, what keeps you like keeps you going? Oh man, um, the fans and uh, like the fans, the family, the uh, the kids. Um, what drives me is basically is like my motto was doing something different um keeping the kids out of the streets doing bad stuff if they come to see me hey i'm doing my job um but what keeps me going is seeing um all the fans um being happy and they drive and they want to see more out of me and it keeps pushing me to a whole different level so that's what drives me the most is the fans that's awesome, man. So I know every wrestler has one, and I want to know yours. What is your favorite fan interaction? Oh, man. Uh, my favorite fan <laughs> – actually, my favorite fan action was uh, <clears throat> um, when I was at uh, CZW. They did a, a birthday thing. Um, we went to somebody's house. They had like a, a birthday and they wanted wrestling. So we did wrestling and um, the birthday, the funniest part is the birthday kid loved me so much that he was like, you can stay here. We got to, and I was like, oh no, no, no. You know, I got to go home. And you know, I'm tired of bed. And he was like, but we got a bedroom on the third floor. And I'm like, I want to <laughs> It, like in my head, it's like I wonder if this kid, uh, like, prepared a bedroom for like a favorite wrestler of his to come by. <laughs> and was like, I want to kidnap you, but I'm going to use it in a nice way. But no, the kid was like up and down, was like kept asking me to stay. He was like crying. I felt so bad. But um, and he come to like all the wrestling shows, and and uh, by far it felt good to me because. You know, somebody that is like, it made me felt like I was Michael Jackson. And like, every, you know how every people start crying. Oh, Michael, we love you. Oh, like that. And I'm like, <laughs> but then it was like, it was, it was, it was good, but uncomfortable at the same time. Cause it was like, we got a room already prepared. And it was like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I, my kids, I gotta go home and take care of my kids. Okay, I gotta but, go home um, just like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I feel you, man. You know, it's funny because I feel like um, that's like the biggest thing with a lot of other wrestlers that we've actually had on the show. Like the number one thing they always talk about is like, you get that one crazy connection with like, the fans or with like with the kids. And it's just yeah. like, that's it. Like, you're like superheroes in their eyes. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're their Superman or their Batman or you know, mm-hmm. their Batman. You're just it's, that it's, person. It's weird because even like the adults, like, they're super fans too, and you wouldn't even expect that. You'll think it'll be more of the kids, but the adults do the same thing. Like I remember one time, um, my shoes was like so bad, and I'm like, oh, and I was like, I gotta go look for anybody know where I can get some like wrestling shoes and stuff like that. So I went to um, uh, went to a show, and one fan was like, hey man, uh. I got a box of, uh, I went out there to like Models or Dicks or whatever and was like, I got you some wrestling shoes. And I'm like, uh, 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 thanks. Like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, was, you're size 12, right? And I'm like, how did he know my size? Like, <laughs> like, what's going on here? And he was like, yeah, man, I just got them for you. I'll open it up. It's like the Nikes ones. And I'm like, man, Paul, he, he spent money for these. And he's like, man, anything for you, Frank? And I'm like, uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to say. What do you want? Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. He wanted you to step, stay in the guest room on the third floor with him. <laughs> yeah, probably. Even, you know, I, got, I got a guest room on the third floor. I, I set it up just for you. And set, stuff. Up and you set up for you, brother. You don't want to go in a room and there's like pictures of you everywhere and stuff. And it was like, oh, man, this is like a swine type thing. <laughs> He's like, I even got pieces of your hair from the ring. <laughs> Remember that time when you bleed? There's a tissue on the, on the dresser. I, 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 I wiped it up. <laughs> Look, I got a vial of your blood around my neck. <laughs> you're, you're my Angelina Jolie. <laughs> You're the best, man. You're the best. One of the things I really like to ask people here, man, is uh, what's been like one of your worst bumps you have ever taken? Oh, (laughs) so it was uh, really hot. And I was like in a scramble match for uh, H2O. I think it was H2O. No, it wasn't H2O. I think it was either H2O or One Point Wrestling. And uh, it was a crazy idea. Come think of it, like, I'm going to shout out to Drew Blood because he saved my life. Drew Blood and Devin Moore saved my life. Because I was thinking, hey, there's a crazy thing I wanted to do was I wanted to jump off the roof and dive off the roof and y'all catch me. And he was like, "Ah, I don't know about all that. You know, it's really hot, but... So it gave me, like, some time to think, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to, like, dive off the top. So I dived off, to, like, the top rope, and everybody still caught me, but my body was so sweaty, it slipped, and I just, like, smacked the floor. And everybody was like, are you okay? He was like, dude, I caught you, but he was, like, so slippery. And I'm like, oh, give me a minute. Just, just go just talk to the fans or something because this, this sucks. <laughs> and then I'll just like, 
I got up like I just got finished riding a horse for like five or six hours, <laughs> walking like I was a part of a cowboy. And I was, it was just the worst pain I ever felt. I just wanted to lay there on the, on the solid concrete, just <laughs> in the feeder position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, brother, my back. <laughs> That's all I felt. I was like, oh, my God, that was like my back. And they come up, okay, and I'm like, yeah, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. It was like, all right. <laughs> Dang, man, that's, that sucks, man. Yeah, because after uh, the end of the match, um, just had to thank, like, Drew Blood and Devin Moore because just think that if we would have agreed on, like, me jumping off the uh, the roof, just imagine how that would have been felt from just jumping off. Like, that was the worst bump I ever took when I, like, off the top rope and everybody couldn't catch me because I was so slippery. <laughs> just imagine off the rope. Well, nope. I don't want to. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> this interview would not be happening. <laughs> oh, exactly. The show must go on. Everybody's still wrestling while the ambulance is coming and stretching me away. The show's gonna up like this. <laughs> you pulling the Cody Rhodes, just like thumbs up <laughs> in case you getting drug out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, by the time this airs, like people are gonna be like, What are they talking about? The TNT championship from AEW, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> um so uh another question like I have for you, man, is it seems to be kind of like a trend, but I'm always kind of curious on what other people think. What do you think is one thing that's missing from the wrestling industry now? Uh, story. Telling, um, telling a good story. Uh, make people emotionally um, attached. Um, that is the thing that's the big part of um, of um, wrestling right now i mean i can i use an example um somebody gave me an example before i never I never really clicked until like a couple of years later i started realizing um i use lion king as a sample you have the uh the baby face is simba and you got scars the hill and um you saw uh, mufasa died and Simba comes up there, and I'm, yeah, I, I, I can tell you. I, I'm a straight bitch. I started crying. And I was like, God damn, Simba, get up. I was like, not Simba, um, Mufasa. I said, get up, Mufasa. I said, yo. I said, damn, he died. I said, everybody done, like, rolled him over. Like, he's he been ran over by so many different ways. But, and then he was like, leave, never come back. And it was like, that was like the emotional, um, attachment it's the same thing as like rocky i can watch rocky to the day i die and still get emotionally attached every time i watch a rocky man i'm like man i want to go out there and start boxing who is it 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 gives you that feeling if a lot of people give like sylvester simone um a uh (laughs) which is funny they gave him um, a ring. He he's basically a Hall of Famer of boxing. Never boxed a day in his life. Not even a professional boxing, but he was an actor. But everybody believed that 
you know, they was a, a real live boxer. And everybody around the world would come just to run up the steps where Rocky used to go. Rocky statue was still there. And everybody take pictures of it. And, and it's, it's so crazy that, like, back then it was mostly um, – Bureau was emotionally invested. Um, that's how I start. That's how I got into wrestling. Um, my biggest fan, I'm telling you, my biggest fan is The Rock. And I think out of all the feuds that I done seen, the best food feud I ever seen was The Rock and Triple H. And uh, uh, The Rock, every time I'm thinking The Rock about to win, and I'm like, yes, 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 and something happens. I was like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, I used to throw my chair. Oh, and, and then everybody's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, the rock was this close. He almost had it. And fucking Triple H just took it from him. Again, fuck. And then everybody was like, oh, damn. And then um, a friend of mine was like, yo, uh, because we were so much of a wrestling friend, um, wrestling, uh, my friend, he was like the best his favorite was The Undertaker. So uh, Halloween used to come around, and <laughs> so he tried to, I guess he was trying to, like, be smart, and he had, like, he dressed up in The Undertaker, but then he had, like, The Rock's sideburns and shit. <laughs> it was just weird as hell. I was like, where are you supposed to be? I'm The Undertaker Rock. And I was like, uh, Okay. And he was like, rest in peace if you smell what I'm cooking. And then I was like, what the heck is going on here? So he used to, uh, we used to sit there we used to say, you know, we want to become professional wrestlers. At the time, I used to um, thought that WWE and WCW was the only two brands. I never heard of the Indies or anything else. And then I saw ECW and I'm like, oh man, this is great. So it was like, so these are the three things that I'm like, oh, man, ECW, WCW, and um, um, WWF at the time. And I'm sitting there, it's like, oh, man, I should uh, um, look for a professional wrestling school and stuff. And me and him was going to go at the same time, but I guess we went our different ways. Uh, let me try this out, and I found out um, the first thing that popped up that was here in Philadelphia was um, G um, CCW. And then uh, DJ Hyde, you know, that guy, and he came up there and he uh, he told me to come down do a tryout, and I did a tryout. And then he's like, oh, he told me the basics and the rules and everything else, and, you know, wrestling don't owe you nothing. Um, um, I started my, my first trainer was, uh, Drew Gulak. Okay. Uh, so Drew Gulak, um, taught me, um, Ashley, that was, he's been my trainer for a long period of time. Um, learned a whole hell of a lot from him. And then, um, you had preacher Fedeus James. Um, and then sometimes it'll be DJ, but mostly it's been like Preacher and uh, Drew Gulak. So it was just like, it was fun. It's been fun, fun times. And that's basically what it is. Um, 
if it wasn't for like me being emotionally attached to wrestling, I probably wouldn't became a a professional wrestler as it is today. Um, That's what I think is missing right now is um, people forgot how to tell a story and be emotionally attached to it. Um, And I think that without it, I think wrestling is actually a lost cause on certain things. Um, yeah, anybody can do a spot fest. Anybody can do this. But um, to this day, I can sit there and, and name tons of stuff that I remember. That's the that's the best part about it. I will remember, yo, you remember when The Rock, you know, what was it? Well, WrestleMania, he, uh, he said, because Stephanie McMahon smacked him in the face, and he was like, the Rock would never hit a female. And I'm like, when the Attitude Arrow happened, you rock bottomed her through the fucking table. <laughs> it's like, when did you say that you never put your hands on a female? But I mean, that's just it's just a, such a lost cause, and because everybody's butt hurt and everything, I think that us male or females are equals. You know. Um, Females back in time, females want to do stuff that men can't, that can do. And men just laughed at females like, ha, you can't do nothing. But they proved everything wrong. They've been trying to prove every sense of men. I mean, females can go toe to toe with males. And now you have that. You have, you know, people that's like Kimberly and, um, um, people that's like, uh, uh, Adriana or a couple of other people, other females that can go toe to toe. Um, um, Devon, Devana, if I'm saying her name right. Um, these are females that can really go toe to toe. Mia, Mia Yen, um, these are certain, just certain names that can just like, hey, I want you to wrestle this guy and. And man, dude, the guys is killing, but the females still come out strong. And it's just that's the issue that we have now because people are so sensitive, especially the new generations of wrestlers. Like, hey man, I think this is you know it's a female, and hanging right there. No, tell the fucking story. Once you tell the fucking story, the people will get behind it. Why you think fucking Orange Cassidy is so fucking over? He is basically the new generation of fucking Hulk Hogan. And you know, Orange Cassidy can do, don't do shit, but he's over as fuck. He tells a story every time from the beginning of the entrance until he leaves from the entrance. He tells a fucking great story because that's who his character is. And it's just the, that's it's just what I'm thinking. That's the lost cause is people just just forget how to tell stories. They just want to go out there. Okay, I want you to kill it, and their kill it is basically like, hey, we going we just gonna do spot, 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 spot. I'm gonna do four fifty splash when the bell rings. <laughs> so that's my theory. <laughs> so let's pretend, man. We go five years into the future, right? Where do you see yourself? Mm, five years in the future. 
I don't actually I don't know. Um I'm basically going by riding the waves, um, whatever the fans take me. Um a lot of fans we up there like, man, you should be in NXT, you should be in AEW. It's like, well, it's up to y'all. Because y'all are the one that have the power that can send me there. I'm just enjoying the ride and and I can make y'all happy and comfortable and make and and if y'all love me and y'all y'all right there, then whatever it goes. So right now, I don't know. Or I could probably be out there like walking door to door and and give y'all y'all mail or <laughs> or work at UPS or something. Um it's kind of hard to predict. I can't, I'm never was like, uh, what if my future is this? I'm basically like, as it is, it's like, you know, if I die today, I die today. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow is, you know, I'm just basically just living life and just like relaxing and letting like life takes its course. Um, I can't, that's the problem with everybody there. They're so predicting, like, oh man, in the future, I wanna, I wanna become this, and they, and they really don't happen. Maybe once one or two people will probably get where they wanted to go, but some people just change in the future. So I'm just, in five years later, I'm just basically, whatever you know, the fans or whatever life takes me. That's where I'll be at. It's not bad, man. That's actually a good look at it. Just step by step, you know, what mm-hmm. we all have to do. Uh, all right. So what is like the biggest piece of advice you would like to give like up and coming wrestlers? Um, give it all, man. If you want to become a wrestler, become a wrestler. Like everything is not easy. Um, a lot of people think it's going to be easy and like, oh, man, I'm going to become a wrestler and I already got the agilities and everything else. No, that's, that's not it. Just, just, if you know that it's too much for you, either just do something else that you like or just keep going with it. Um, just keep going strong. If this is what you like to do and this would just uh, living your dreams, then live your fucking dreams. Don't just like, okay, I live my dreams for 15 minutes and then that's it. Just live your fucking dreams as much as you can. And um, big things come when, when you're patient. Um, another thing is um, every industry says the same thing. Wrestling don't owe you nothing. Um so even if people help you and even if people like try to, you know, they'll help you. But if you have to have your own circle, have your circle. Don't have a lot, but just have your circle that you can trust and you can um, ride with. Because at the end of the day, um, the, any other people will sit there and, and just like behind your back. It was like, oh, I, I will put you in this and and gives you false hopes or false dreams. A um, couple of promoters does that, and they're like, oh, man, I can see this. And they have excuses, everything else. And you're still following the rules of wrestling. You're still following everything else. And then five or six, seven, probably like 10 years later, you're still following the rules, and everybody that just came in 
probably like a year or two surpasses it or, you know, went past you or anything else because that jackass want to hold you back or whatever case that may. So just live your life and just be like, you know what? Fuck it. So if they get upset, let them get upset. Only thing you can do is sit right back to them. Wrestling don't know, don't owe you shit. So if wrestling don't owe you shit, you can do whatever you want because you're profitable. You have to make yourself profitable. You have to find who are you. You have to find out what makes you you. Nobody else can't do it but you. And if somebody else tries to do it and stuff, they're a fucking asshole. You do you. Um, that will make you get farther in life. Um, I almost, I almost did it for a while, and just still, and just did there. Ever, ever since I left, um, ever since I left my home, I just, I noticed that like I've been doing very well um, wrestling at GC, the Game Changer Wrestling. Um, um, H2O, um, a couple other places, IWA, Standalone Wrestling, Pro Wrestling After Dark, the list goes so on, so on. You just have to just let everything go and just know that you're there for you. If you want to make yourself profitable, you make yourself profitable. You strive and do everything yourself. I don't see Leo Russ did everything himself. This dude did his own graphics. This dude did his own entrance. This dude did his own music, his own everything by himself because nobody would not give him help. I have to do the same thing. I have to do my own graphics. I have to do this because everybody else is like, everybody else has their favorites. And if you want to do something, you have to do it your own self and go up there because you don't know. Um, you might not be a wrestler. You might want to be behind the scenes from WWE or AEW. You might want to do graphics. You might want to do music. You might want to do um, whatever stuff that they do behind the scenes. At least you know that you have everything um, that you trained yourself for and be prepared for it, just in case wrestling don't have it. Always have a backup. Because wrestling, once wrestling's over, you won't sit there and look at life like, man, what I got to do now? Always have a backup for everything else and always do it for you. Don't let to promote, don't let the person, the promoter, you know, tell you what you shouldn't do, what you right there. Just do it. I'm not telling you, okay, when I sign up, and then I first do it, then I'm going to be able to make it to the shows. No, learn as much as you can. And then give yourself probably like year or two years or three years tops. Then if you, then if they say, oh, man, you're good enough. And then, you know, they agree, oh, you can work on the other shows. Then choose your shows, too. You don't want to work any shit like shitty shindigs or low, like, is is good sometimes, but if you're trying to go up to the top, go to the places that that draws more, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I know there's a long ass list that I done said, but you'll definitely be fine. I have to learn the hard way, and and it made me realize what I had to do, and I'm doing bigger and better things now. So just that's all I can say. It's like <clears throat> somebody come up there and tell you. Man, just say, 
hey, you tell me this a thousand times, wrestling don't owe me nothing. So I can do whatever I want because wrestling don't own anybody nothing, not even the promoters. You're just trying to be out there, make money, and put more asses to the seats. That's all your job is. Right. It's not bad. That's probably, you know, out of everybody we've had, like, on, like, that's probably, like, the most in-depth, like, giving knowledge. Like, I like to think that this show is, like, a show, like, about wrestling, for wrestlers, by wrestlers. So, educate yourself, because, you know, that's what we do. We try to do that. We try to help everybody get that knowledge in the business, and that is very much appreciated from you, man. Thank you, thank you. So... We've kind of hit on some, we start off like on a light note, then we got on this heavy note. Now mm-hmm. we're going to go back up to the light note. So we're getting ready for the world famous 10 count questions. Frankie, it's super easy, man. You can't fail this exam because whatever comes to your mind first. So we're going to put it on the imaginary clock. There it goes. Bing. You heard it. There it goes. Yep. First question right off the bat. Best wrestling era. Attitude era. Least favorite wrestler in WWE or WWF? Strowman. <laughs> Smackdown or Raw? Raw. <laughs> favorite energy drink? Monster. Hey. Last show you watched? AEW. Okay. Um, originally this had said favorite candy, but I really want to know favorite Dragon Ball character. Favorite Dragon Ball character? Trunks. Okay. This one, this one's going to be, some of our fans are going to know what this is. Probably not the rest of them. Favorite instructor from UA High. Ha! Oh, eraser here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie? Uh, Cruel Attentions. Okay. <laughs> I can dig it. Uh, <laughs> hawk or animal? Animal. Yeah, we talk about we talk about animal, the greatest of Legion of Doom. All right. And last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person. Favorite curse word? Fuck. That's what I'm talking about. That's how we do this in here. So, Mr. Picard, can you please let our fans and listeners know where they can find you? Uh, sure will. You can meet, You can actually look me up on YouTube at Frankie Picard Versus, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram is Frankie Picard 30. Uh, Facebook and Twitter is Frankie Picard. Um, Hell, you can even look me up on Twitch, on Xbox if you want to. But um, they're all the same things, Frankie Picard. And I'll be here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, guys. The man himself, the man, the book of knowledge. That's that's what someone should be calling you that, man, because clearly, uh, as Picard, you're leading everyone to the next generation. I have to say. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show. It's been amazing. Oh, man, thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, no doubt, man. We definitely going to have to do a second one of these where we just talk all about anime. That's just going to be a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, has to. it has to be a thing.
<laughs> so for me, Clifford Red Dog Miller, I am the host. It's what I do. All right. And you guys tune into the next episode of the Three Count Podcast. Now into the ring, and you can either be there or be somewhere else. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys of girls of all ages, this is Jeremy Showtime Grimes here to let you guys know that you need to check out the best podcast on YouTube or any platform possible. I'm talking about the Three Count Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, all at the Three Count Pod or the Three Count Podcast. You will not only find me, but you'll find the Red Dog, Clifford Miller. You will find the Icon, Chaz Evans and you'll find much more great content you'll see a lot of great people and if you don't well that's just too bad for you so be there or now nah, you know what be there not anywhere else because it's time to show up and show up baby and it's showtime there you go cliff